morning, everyone. Sorry for a little bit of the hiatus from our DT sharing, so we're back on today. For today, Andrea won't be joining our DT sharing, but she'll be back tomorrow. And today we're going to be looking at Luke 19 and the character of Zacchaeus. You know, I thought about how unlikely a character Zacchaeus is to be running after Jesus and here receiving salvation from him. On the outside, if you look at Zacchaeus, he's actually somebody who has it all. He is exceedingly wealthy, powerful and influential in that city, and he's actually made it in life. Yes, of course, he's actually hated because he's a chief tax collector and all, but you know, I think he would have known that in terms of what he was getting himself into as a tax collector first and then a chief tax collector later. But something must have been going on inside of Zacchaeus that made him feel that day some level of urgency that I must go and see Jesus and nothing is going to stand in my way. There's no way that others would have probably known that about Zacchaeus, not by his outside appearances, because on the outside, he would have totally seemed like he was a happy guy. That's how ministry is. I thought about that fact that we don't actually know who is and isn't spiritually open. Now, of course, we can guess and we can make some discernments, and some of those are actually pretty good discernments based on what we see, people's actions, what they say. But in the end, I thought about the fact that we don't really know. How many times throughout the years, throughout ministry, we look at certain people and we think, oh, wow, you know, that person, that guy, that girl, She's been coming out to our fellowship for pretty much all of the events. She must love our fellowship and our church and she's coming to everything. So I think that they're definitely going to stick around. But then something unexpected happens, whether they get cold or they chase after the world or they get into some sort of dating relationships. And before you know it, they're gone. And conversely, that also happens as well on the opposite end. When you look at some guy and maybe they don't come out regularly or maybe it just seems like when they are here, they're not really taking much in. They don't like our group. And maybe you think to yourself, well, they're probably coming for different random side benefits and they're never going to stick around and yet they do i think we all have different stories or people that we know that kind of fit this bill that they don't seem like on the outside it'd be people who are spiritually open or very interested or dedicated and yet in fact they are i think about one particular staff brother who was with me in san diego and he was a guy who as a junior and as a senior wasn't even all that regular but around his senior year he started to become more and more regular but he didn't sign up to become a student leader because he didn't want to do that. And then as it got closer and closer to graduation, we had that talk about what it means to be on team. And surprisingly, he asked me whether he could join team. And I thought to myself, well, okay, I don't have anything against the guy, but does he really have the heart or desire to do it? But after talking with the pastor at the time that was there, we decided, yes, we wanted to honor this guy's decision to become a team member. And it has turned out to be one of the best decisions. In fact, he's one of the most faithful, reflective, and interestingly, effective ministers that we have from that particular class. And I think it's safe to say that he's one of the more reliable guys in his class. But on the surface, we would not have really known what was going on because he didn't really share all that much prior to becoming a team member. I think about even myself, came out my senior year and I don't think I was particularly crazy wild or a major party, major party goer, but compared to my peers, I guess I did stick out like a sore thumb. I remember I was once told by my small group leader at the time that he had met me his freshman year among some other guys and we all stopped coming and so he started praying for each of us that we would come back. But one by one he stopped praying for us because he kind of lost hope and he told me, well Will, actually you were the first guy I stopped praying for because I never thought that you would come back out. But that's just how it is. On the outside, maybe we don't seem interested. On the outside, I don't think people would have looked at me and said, wow, that guy really would like to be spiritually open because I didn't seem that way. 
because no one really knew that on the inside I was desperately thirsty for something in my soul, for something real in my life, some meaning in my life, as well as some way to deal with the guilt and the weightiness of the sin that was in my life. I just played it off, so no one really knew. So what's one lesson? I think we have to be very careful to be faithful to the people that we reach out to, that we just can't give up on them necessarily, but we have to keep praying for them because we oftentimes don't know who really is or isn't open to the Word of God. I also thought about how God's heart for someone like Zacchaeus is so unique in this story. It says in verse 5, Jesus looks to him and says, I must stay at your house today, Zacchaeus. And the ESV commentary puts it this way, Jesus here is declaring the divine necessity of Jesus' bringing salvation to Zacchaeus' home. And that's a very interesting thought to me, that Jesus was in fact, was he in fact passing through Jericho, or was that encounter with Zacchaeus coincidental, or was it not? Now, it doesn't seem particularly altogether clear, we can only conjecture, but it is a very interesting thought that Jesus would go there to meet him. As unlikely as Zacchaeus was to receive salvation, but Jesus' mission statement is not, uh, is not particularly unclear. He says, the Son of Man came to seek and save the lost. And one thing that really struck me from this statement, as well as the different passages that we've been studying through this particular section of our DT, is how incredibly large God's heart is for all the people. When Jesus says that the mission deal is for all nations, he really does mean all nations and for all people, including people like Zacchaeus. Was really challenged by what happened and what we experienced at GCWR 2021, which I suppose I shouldn't have been because I had already experienced Rise 2020 not that long ago. But here we were with over 1,400 students signed up virtually and against all logic and even personal doubts that people are just zoomed out, that no one wants to be on a virtual thing like this for that long. But what we saw and the decisions that people made afterwards were on the contrary. It was really interesting people that were tuning in from international places, from schools that we don't have GPs at, they were tuning in and making decisions. I think this means that there are a lot of lost people out there in the world who are hungry for God's word to be preached, for genuine stories of testimonies of how God's working in their lives, for the word of God to be come alive in them, they're hungry for connection and community, and we are perhaps uniquely positioned to be able to meet these needs. Think about it. How many local churches are out there that actually would care to put on something like this and have the ability to do this? This is not to pat ourselves on the back, but it is to point out to say, what if this is how God is calling us to keep on reaching the nation? Certainly, COVID has been a terrible thing for the world, but it's also opened up new opportunities and avenues for the gospel to be reached. So there's a lot of good work to be done. And if it's true that the Son of Man came to seek and save the lost, and that Jesus comes and invites me to come and follow him, then this means that God is inviting me to open wide my eyes. God is inviting all of us to open wide our eyes to the different people who need to hear and receive the good news. There's so much to think about as we think about 2021 as well as beyond. What is God saying to us as a church? How is that going to impact my life? Will I be willing to come and follow him regardless of the costs? Let's continue to pray for God's leading in our church for this year and beyond.